the early signing day craziness has wrapped up, and UCLA fared pretty well. And with that, we welcome you into Locked on Bruins. I'm your host, Brian Fenley. I'm on Twitter, at Brian Fenley. I have an email that is LockedOnBruins at gmail.com. I also have the ability for you to hit that subscribe button. That is critical for the lifespan of this podcast channel. And thanks to you for your support and your time and for letting your family and friends know. So, a lot of optimism brewing out of Bruin camp after what they were able to pull off yesterday in that early signing period, 17 signees, and pretty stout as far as, you know, if you, how much emphasis you put in the, the stars and the rankings and the recruitings or whatnot, but if you are a stickler for that stuff, and I know a lot of people are, the Bruins did pretty well comparatively, especially better than last year at this point. So we're going to get into the numbers and some of the facts and the individual players that stood out from that class in just a bit because there are some that I do believe will be instant impact guys. And I think Chip Kelly did a great job of filling a lot of the big problem issues as far as openings and holes on that defense. A lot of guys departed in the linebacker position. He filled a lot of those spots. So he did a, a pretty sound job in taking care of what were the most dire needs surrounding this program as far as what kind of talent needed to come in. I'm also going to, on this episode, look at other newsworthy things that Chip Kelly said during his signing day press conference yesterday. He talked a lot about other spots where there wasn't so much of a need to to wrangle a lot of guys up at certain positions because they didn't have a lot of guys leave, but what he expects out of those said positions and if there's an opening somewhere who he thinks is going to battle for that position, particularly that center job, because Boss Tagaloa obviously has exhausted his eligibility and now the offensive line has a lot of guys returning, but at the center position, that is a, a job that is up for grabs. So we'll discuss that as well. But before I get into the nitty-gritty, the specifics as to what UCLA was able to pull off here in this recruiting cycle and all the hullabaloo around it, I want to look at signing day from a, a grander perspective as a college football fan in general. We as college football fans and, and maybe I'm speaking directly to you, we become so entrenched in the numbers and the stats and the figures of the recruiting classes, it becomes almost a an obsession because we look at that as an ultimatum or a, a, a death sentence as to this is exactly what we're purported to be. Or at this level, recruiting-wise, we got these many four-stars. This means we're going to finish there. We didn't recruit that well, and then the fan base would say, oh, we suck or whatnot. And I'm not spe speaking in particular of any specific program. I'm just saying, in general, fans attach a lot of meaning to a recruiting class. And rightly so, because you've seen that, for the most part, Great recruiting translates to a grand number of wins. Now, there are some exceptions on either side of the spectrum. For one, you've got Boise State. 
they always seem to play better than the recruiting numbers or the, the types of talent rated that they bring in. So they always seem to outdo their expectations. And then you've got the guys on the other side. Every single year, it feels like Tennessee has a top 25 recruiting class and they don't live up to the hype. So either way you look at it, it's not a sure thing, but it certainly is a great indicator. And I will say usually will provide the most intuition and say into what to expect from a team. And I will say that recruiting is much more important to winning than coaching is. That should not be a controversial statement because you've seen in the past when some coaches who have been so powerful in the recruiting game, they develop these empires they have become the kingpins kingpins of recruiting. And I'm looking at guys like Nick Saban in Alabama. And you remember that short little sabbatical he had from college football when he tried to test it out of the NFL. Didn't exactly work too well for him, right? And he thought, ah, yeah, I'm going to come back to college. And here he is succeeding again. Good recruiting overshadows coaching good recruiting can take the place or it can take the attention away from so so coaching now that with that said I'm not saying that Nick Saban is a bad coach I think he's a great coach but is he that much better than any of the other top coaches from an X's and O standpoint I'm a little bit cautious to, to, to anoint him as the greatest because of the work he's done in recruiting. Now, that's that's part of the, the responsibilities of a coach is to recruit. But if you're looking at it from strictly an X's and O's perspective, there are a ton of coaches that are on Nick Saban's level. They just don't have the pipeline and the relationships in the recruiting game or the horses in the stable for for one to help them in a way that will translate to all those national championships like Alabama. So so props to Alabama for doing that. But it goes back to the point, recruiting trumps all. And you're going to be pretty excited, I think, about some of the talent that UCLA brought in in this early recruiting cycle. Now, they will also have the the national signing day coming up in February, but 17 signees as of Wednesday for the Bruins. And they were really doing a great job of pinpointing their dire needs, particularly on defense. This was a huge, there are going to be a lot of guys missing from last year's team that they had to to address. So the Bruins got seven linebackers. Seven of the 17 signees are linebackers. That was the most depleted position. And shout out to, to Chip Kelly and his coaching staff for being able to pull this off because you had guys like Keyshawn Lucier South and Chris Barnes, Josh Woods, all those guys, they're 
off the program now. I mean, they've exhausted their eligibility, and there's just really a lack of depth at the linebacker spot. I mean, you got Bo Calvert there, and you know Carl Jones and whatnot, but these are some young guys, and so they had to bring in some some linebackers that not only to fill the numbers, but hopefully could come in right away and be able to contribute. And I think that when we point out the the specifics on these linebackers, I'm going to talk about this in the next segment, that there was one guy that was a home run get for Chip Kelly, and he spurned offers and opportunities to play at the likes of some really top-notch schools to come to UCLA. And with that said, with the opportunity to play right away. I mean, I think if you're anyone on the coaching staff for UCLA and you go into the room of a recruit and they look at your record and they say, okay, you guys finished four and eight. Why do I go to you when I'm getting offered by, I don't know, Oregon or, or, or Washington or, or some of those other schools that have the last couple of years, you know, for the most part have had winning seasons after winning seasons. Well, the way you sell it is you got to say, what's important to you? You know, do you want to play in the NFL? Do you want playing time? Do you want to have a credible opportunity to play right away? I think if you're a coaching staff for UCLA, that has to be the number one selling point, is playing time right away. That will sell kids over playing for a a team that's won a lot, lot more games recently, but there's a little bit more of a question mark as to how long you're going to have to wait out until you get your time. Now, I will say this, and, I, and I'm not a former high school recruit playing in, in college, but what I've heard from, from kids that I've covered from my time working in, in television in Memphis and, and a lot of the high school athletes I got to cover, which was so much fun, was that a lot of these coaches, you know, they, they straight up, they say things, they promise things to these kids about playing time and whatnot, and it doesn't exactly happen the way that the coaches told them. But they get them to sign, and it's not exactly the most truthful of, of ways. But I think if you're straight up, like Chip Kelly is, you're going to say, hey, you're going to get time to play, so join us, or at least get a shot I think that's how you have to sell it. All right, coming up, specific players in this recruiting class who you're probably going to see make an impact right away. All right, so the linebacker spot, as I mentioned, was the one that got the most attention for the Bruins during this early signing period. Get used to hearing the name Damian Sellers. This guy was a four-star prospect out of Arizona, And he decided on UCLA over Alabama, Arizona, Arizona State, and Auburn, to name a few. This is humongous. I mean, for UCLA to beat out Alabama and Auburn goes a long way. And I think that what Damien saw was an opportunity to contribute right away. That is how you have to sell it, as I said, and he's going to be more of a an outside linebacker guy. And you could probably see him as, as sort of a, 
a pass rush guy or an edge rusher guy. And Chip Kelly said during his signing day press conference yesterday, he said, quote, he was the he was a highly rated kid for a reason. He's one of the top edge rushers in the country, and we're really, really excited for him to be a part of this class. There were a couple linebackers that were from out of state in the South. You got a couple guys from Georgia, and Chip Kelly was asked about, well, how did you track these guys down? Because they're obviously on the other side of the country. And he said, those guys reached out to us. And then we expressed interest in them because he said, for the most part, our recruiting footprint is up along the West Coast in Hawaii and, you know, Colorado and Utah and that area. So you're always interested to see where, when you do get out of state guys, how they come to your to your team. But as far as the breakdown, you know, two guys from Georgia, you got a guy from Connecticut. Texas, Tennessee, New Hampshire, Hawaii, Utah, three from Arizona, uh, six from California. So a very diverse footprint as to different areas of the country where UCLA is plucking talent. They did not have to pluck a lot of talent at the offensive line position. They brought in two guys, Patrick Selna and Bruno Fina, and the only two losses that the Bruins will have on the O-line is is Boss Tagaloa, and according to Chip Kelly, Michael Alves is going to graduate. So, and of course, Alves had, had injury issues all of last season, but this begs the question, who is going to be that starter at center because Tagaloa is not there? Well, Kelly hinted at, you know, the potential of being Chris Murray, John Gaines, Sam Marazzo, Duke Clemens, and he said any interior offensive lineman, like a guard, is going to have to learn how to play center as well. So he made that kind of a, a, a package deal, if you will, to help fortify that position because it, it, right now that's going to be a key going into spring camp and and fall camp is what's that center position going to look like if you're asking me I'm I think the early player in the clubhouse at that position is probably going to be Chris Murray he did get some snaps at center early last year so he might be the one that's ahead of everybody for that position but we'll have to see also from the back end of things on this defense, the the Bruins added some really nice pieces. Again, a couple more four stars and a quarterback who is from New Hampshire. So the Bruins reeled in a quarterback in this latest recruiting cycle. A four-star guy, according to ESPN and Rivals, Parker McQuarrie, 6'7", and from St. Paul's High School. The Bruins only needed to, I mean, they have, I think, six quarterbacks on their roster right now. So this wasn't a big need, but it was a good get. For the the other guys I was talking about along the, the secondary, the one headlining things is John Humphrey from Pasadena, California. 
He was much sought after, a four-star guy, and regarded as one of the best cornerback recruits on the West Coast. And so that's a good get. A couple other four-stars, the Bruins were able to get Logan Loya from Bellflower, California, in St. John Bosco. Those two guys were verbally committed to UCLA towards the end of this last season when the Bruins were able to string together a couple wins in a row, and that generated some buzz around the team. And obviously Parker McQuarrie is somebody that will generate some buzz, and Chip said that he had his eye on him since Parker was a junior, and Parker decided to, to join up with UCLA. So that's very good to hear. Also, as far as the overall ranking is concerned, the Bruins are right now, as of yesterday, 28th nationally in this latest recruiting cycle is how they stack up against all the other Division 1A teams. They are ranked number four in the Pac-12. This, of course, as of yesterday. And this compares to last season when the Bruins recruiting class was ranked 40th nationally and 6th in the Pac-12. And the Bruins have not even finished their, their trek in bringing in more recruits. In fact, Chip said that there might be a couple more guys coming in the next couple days based on making sure that they get through their papers through compliance. And so, you know, this number might even be more. And then you have the National Signing Day coming up in February. But I got to say, Chip Kelly, whatever he did in recruiting, it's paying off this year compared to last year. And I don't know what they've done differently as far as their strategy to enhancing their footprint and, and getting the word out and, and, and convincing guys to come to UCLA. But whatever they have done, it is working. And I, I'd have to say that as a fan, you've got to be kind of impressed here with some of these guys that are coming in and the fact that they're not even done with this recruiting class, right? They're still going to... This is kind of like the halfway point and that they can even add more but what they have already added love it because we attacked exactly what we needed to get right away it was like we went right into the grocery store and got what was most important the bananas the milk and the bread right we got the essentials and we can build off that appreciate you guys checking this out and tomorrow we'll talk some more basketball because UCLA is on the hardwood against North Carolina in Las Vegas. I'm Brian Fenley.